What does it mean to be invincible? Well, it simply means you can't be subdued, you can't be overcome, and you definitely can't be conquered. To be resilient, courageous, strategic, and skilled in everything that's thrown at you in life. I'm Sharon Pakir, and I'd like to welcome you to the Invincible Podcast, where we discover the mastery of skills for work and life, mindset grows for ultimate strength, and listen to the inspiring voices of some amazing humans who have been invincible in their own way. Are you ready to get invincible? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Sharon Pakir, and today we're going to be talking about introversion and particularly how your introversion gives you great strength and is a wonderful commodity to have in professional life, in dealing with businesses and organizations, in showing leadership traits, and also in your personal life. Now, why did I want to talk about introversion? Well, a year and a half ago, I was invited to Accenture in Australia to give a talk and run a forum about introversion in leadership. And it was about, I think, between 100 and 200 people in the audience. And what came out of this talk was the fact that so many people identified as being introverts or having traits of introversion. Not many of them understood how this was a clear advantage to them in the world where everyone's trying to get ahead, in a world where everyone's expected to show leadership, in a world where extroversion is seen as A, the norm, but B, also the attractive quality. It's really hard to look at your introversion or your introverted traits and say, well, no, you know what? This is actually a real strength for me. And today I want to talk about this how your introversion really enhances your experience of life, but also of life's experience of you, you glorious human being. So to start with, I thought we would do a little bit of defining of what introversion really is. Now, if you've ever had that moment where you go to make a phone call and as the phone rings and you're waiting for the other person on the other end to pick up and you find yourself whispering to yourself, please don't answer, please don't answer then you are in the right place because I identify as being 70% an extrovert, but definitely this is something I identify with so deeply that sometimes I just want to be introverted and sometimes I just want to nurture myself and create a safe space to be alone. Some other traits of introverts would be, you know, if you've ever said to yourself, you know, I prefer to be alone or I prefer to be alone right now or today, or I need to be alone to recover, or I could spend the whole day alone and be absolutely happy. Or if you've ever said something like, spending the day around people can make me quite tired. I typically need some alone time after a full day of work. Maybe unfamiliar situations overwhelm you, especially things like speaking up in meetings. Maybe they make you nervous because you like to be sure of what you're talking about before opening your mouth. Maybe you prefer to work with people you know rather than the unknown vulnerability of having to work with unknown people all day every day. Maybe you've even said something like, whilst I'm more outgoing around people I know and comfortable with, I tend to only talk to people I know well and distance myself from those I don't know well. Maybe you do like working in teams and you like to bounce ideas and collaborate, but when you need to focus your energy to truly deliver something of value, you need to distance yourself to think quietly alone. Maybe you identify more as being introverted because to get things done, you need quiet and solitude. Maybe you identify as an introvert because you're energized by solitude and introspection. And maybe you've always favored solo activities like reading to recuperate from the world at large. Maybe you're prone to overstimulation, so you need to ensure you find the time and space you need to recover. Maybe you prefer depth over breadth, which means you generate ideas from the inner well of your being, and you think that makes you an introvert. Maybe you prefer having a few close friends rather than a large group of, you know, not-so-close friends. 
Maybe you find socializing with people you don't know that well or networking a bit draining rather than energizing. Maybe you'd rather write than speak. So you consider yourself an introvert that way. Maybe you secretly love it when people cancel their plans on you. I do. (laughs) And you know, one of my favorite quotes about introverts is they don't necessarily get ready for a party, but they gather strength for a party. What I would say is that if you identify with all or any of those statements of truth, that you do show traits of being an introvert. Now, I don't believe that people are either extroverts or introverts, which is why you get a lot of people saying things like, oh, I'm an extroverted introvert, or I'm an introverted extrovert. The reality is not many human beings are completely binary in nature. Yes, you will have some people who are complete introverts. Black and white, they are introverts. You will have some people who are complete extroverts on either end of the spectrum. But the reality is most of us sit on the spectrum. You know, we are introverted in certain situations or we're extroverted in other situations. Perhaps we feel extroverted in certain scenarios that make us feel more comfortable to be ourselves. Maybe we're only really introverted when we're nervous or anxious. Either way, we all sit on a spectrum. And I believe that if you identified with any of those statements I said before, that you probably will benefit a lot from listening to this podcast episode. If I could summarize all those statements into a a few patterns that might help you identify introversion, then I would say that in the years I've been working with human beings and in working with over 10,000 human beings in the last decade, I would say that I've drawn out these seven traits of introversion that I identify in human beings to help them discover their potential strengths in introversion. The first pattern would be that you prefer to be alone. Not all the time, but you prefer to be alone a lot of the time or some of the time or sometimes. The second trait of introversion for me is you find alone time to be very recuperating, rejuvenating, and regenerating. In other words, you need alone time to recover from the onslaught of the world. The third big pattern I find is that someone who shows traits of introversion can tend to suffer from sensory overload. You know, too many of your senses overwhelmed at once, too many people, too many things, too many sounds, all of the things, and we feel in despair. A fourth trait of introversion would be That unfamiliar situations and people can overwhelm us. A fifth trait of introversion would be that we need and desire thinking time and reflection in order to function well or in order to feel like we are contributing and of value. The sixth pattern of introversion would be that we hate networking. Even if we identify as an extroverted person, the thought of networking and having cold conversations with people you don't know might make us a little bit anxious. And the last pattern of introversion is this most beautiful statement I heard once, which is, is that we are fluent in the language of silence. And this is something that I identify probably the most deeply, which is that I do like talking, as you can tell, and I do identify as being on the spectrum of closer to being an extrovert than an introvert. But I will say that I am very fluent in the language of silence too, and it's what I need to be energized Now, maybe you've already identified as an introvert in some way or many ways. Maybe you already knew this before even listening to the first seven minutes of this podcast. But what I wanted to talk about today is how introversion is actually our great superpower in your personal and your professional life and how we can utilize the superpower of being an introvert to greatly enhance our experience of life and also life's experience of us, meaning how we impact the world, what we bring to the world and how we enrich the world. I think it's a particularly common assumption that introverts, for example, can't be great leaders. Introversion in leadership is often seen to be a no-no, a disconnect, something that doesn't quite match together. What do I mean by this? A lot of the time I 
do coaching with executives. I do coaching and leadership teams. And they say to me, we're looking for someone to fill this role. We're looking for someone who is great people presence, someone who's a bit of an extrovert. And I always stop them and I say, you know, they're two different things, right? You know, someone who's got great people skills and great people presence doesn't have to be an extrovert to do so. And a lot of the times, extroverts are actually very poor with people presence in many ways because they don't have a lot of the skills that introverts have in terms of people observation, understanding silence, and giving other people space to perform. And so I want to take you through some of the traits of great leaders. And I want to talk about how introversion can really impact those. Now, 10 traits of great leaders, I always go through this in all of my leadership coaching. The first one is that a great leader inspires and motivates others. The second one would be that a great leader displays high integrity and honesty. Third leadership trait would be that a leader displays great professional expertise and knowledge. The fourth one is that a great leader drives for results. The fifth one is that a great leader communicates powerfully. The sixth one is that a great leader builds relationships. The seventh trait is that a great leader develops other people. The eighth leadership quality I often talk about is that a great leader will display a strategic perspective. The ninth leadership trait is one of problem solving, of course. And the last leadership trait I always talk about is innovates and innovation. Now, if you look at that list of the 10 leadership traits, we realize that none of these are limited to extroversion. None of these are limited to extroverts. Whether you identify as being an introvert or extrovert or something in between, it's actually about harnessing these skills and taking the focus away from whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. For example, if you want to inspire and motivate others, you can absolutely do that as an introvert simply by letting your actions speak louder than your words. If you want to display high integrity and honesty, you need an introvert sometimes because they're more likely to tap into their inner resources to think deeply and reflectively about how to make decisions and whether they're principled and high in values. If you want a leader who displays professional expertise, then an introvert is someone who will usually hold a lot of those skills without necessarily blowing their own trumpet about it. Introverts always drive for results because they want the results to speak for themselves so that they don't have to talk about it. Introverts can communicate incredibly powerfully, usually because they've sit and reflected on the way to communicate forward and what they need to do to get their point across with minimum verbiage. Now, Introverts can build great relationships with people. In fact, it's their close-knit relationship building skills that sometimes make them great leaders. Introverts do develop other people. In fact, introverts are often really happy for other people to shine. Now, do introverts display strategic perspective? Absolutely, because again, they've done reflective and deep thinking. Introverts are natural problem solvers because they do often want to get their problems solved without having to talk too much about them. And the last thing is that introverts are often highly innovative. Why? Because again, they think deeply. Well-known introverted leaders, no matter how you feel about those people particularly, include Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Marissa Mayer, Sergey Brin. They are all examples of leaders who have been very publicly introverted and have by and large been very successful in what they set out to do. Now, the thing about introversion in our professional and personal life is that there is a particular analogy I love to draw everyone's attention to, which is the quieter you become, the more you are able to hear. And this is the singular trait that makes a great leader a great leader. This is the singular trait that makes someone really magnetic in personality. This is a trait that makes us very, very self-aware because we listen to ourselves as well when it gets really noisy. 
being quiet is not only the best way to listen, it's actually the only way to listen. And it turns out for those of us that identify as being introverted or having introverted traits, it's our zone of natural genius. Obviously, there are some challenges in being introverted, especially in professional life. You know, for example, societal beliefs that more chatty people get ahead faster because they're more likely to use social lubricant of small talk and conversation. You know, a lot of Hollywood movies depict quiet people as um, not being quite right. There are very few introverted role models in media in the leadership landscape of our countries. But what we have to realize is that introversion is really an important tool to use for us to truly step into our personal leadership and personal mastery. We've got to remember that it is diversity that makes a group strong. We need extroverts just as much as we need introverts. We balance each other out with our strengths and weaknesses. And it's the same for those of us that don't identify in a full binary way as an introvert. If we have both extroverted and introverted qualities, we need to learn to harness both of those sides of us equally well so that we can contain balance in our lives, so that we can maintain a sense of peace and zen, no matter which of those traits are coming to its head in a particular situation. Now, obviously, and I can speak from experience with this, sometimes introversion can feel like a curse because we see a world that is built for extroversion. We see a world that seems to favor publicly extroversion. We find ourselves lamenting the fact that some things feel so hard for us, like networking, small talk, being in big groups of people, being the life of the party. And so I wanted to give you some tips on managing our introversion and also on on making our introversion traits the star of the show and what gives us strength rather than portraying them as weaknesses and gaps. So the first thing to learn about introversion is that we don't actually have to become the star of small talk. I truly don't believe that. I just believe that when you do interact with people, we just need to showcase our skills and strategic thinking a little bit more. Rather than focusing on superficial conversation, be authentic to who you are and pursue conversations that are full of depth and full of an ability to converse on a level that creates warmth and authenticity through truth. Another tip on managing introversion is to use one-on-one conversations to your advantage. Pursue them, seek them out. You don't have to be the life of the party or be able to speak to 10 people simultaneously to be considered a great leader or a great human being or a social creature. You can easily create soulful conversations on a one-to-one level and which creates incredible trust in any relationship you pursue. The third thing for me is to identify your natural zone of genius and lead with it. Within your introversion traits, you will have particular qualities that are very, very useful to you in your chosen profession, in your community, and in your personal life. Run with these natural zone of genius and do not try to be someone that you're not. Another one is to become an expert in JOMO. (laughs) It's the opposite of FOMO. JOMO simply means the joy of missing out and feeling content with disconnecting and missing out because it's your form of self-care. I used to feel FOMO a lot when I was younger, and I realize now it's because society had conditioned me to believe that I was missing out on things when they were out of my comfort zone, you know, and social media, I think, has only honed this desire to be a part of everything in the cool club even more. But becoming an expert in JOMO, the joy of missing out, has meant that I can nurture my introversion qualities on the days I decide that I need pensiveness, subdued reflection and alone time without actually feeling bad at all and being quite joyful about it. I always encourage anyone with introverted tendencies to find their why. 
and do it unapologetically and not necessarily in a way that suits the extroverted world. Do what you need to do, show up and do the work, and then make sure, this is the biggest tip of all, to create a haven that you can return to at any time to recharge your batteries, recuperate, rejuvenate, and really fill your cup so that you're ready to hit the world again when you're done. Being a confident introvert simply means that you are okay with who you are, you can stand up for your needs when need be, that your self-worth doesn't depend on if others think you're social or likable, you enjoy spending time on your own and you own it, and you trust your way of making decisions, which is based on reflecting deeply your gut instinct and understanding that alignment between your values and your decisions and actions that you take. Being a confident introvert is one of the most attractive ways to be. Basically, authenticity is key. I mean, we know that. It's 2021. We know that. And if you can be your authentic self with full confidence that your introversion is a strength to bring to the world, then you will win people over without having to be the most happy, happy, joy, joy person in the room, without having to be extroverted, without having to make small talk at every turn. And instead, understanding and being joyful about who you are and bringing that best version of yourself to the world. Now, obviously, to do that, to be a confident introvert, it's really important to learn a few boundary setting rules as well. So I will say that if you want to be a confident introvert, then you've got to learn how to say no. And you've also got to learn to draw boundaries really graciously and maintaining good relationships. Because for an introvert, sometimes we tend to want to say less is more and we tend to want to you know, get away from difficult conversations. So it can be really hard to draw those boundaries and say no graciously. So learning those tricks and tips of, of positive conversation through drawing boundaries is crucial. The second thing I always say we need to learn to do is to become really aware of what you need and know when it's time to take a step back and focus on you because self-awareness is key to understanding just where that battery lies. And I always give the example of a phone battery. You know, we all have smartphones now. We all know what 12% of battery left is going to give us. We all know when that little red bar occurs on the top right-hand corner of that screen that we know it's time to charge that battery. We need to learn that about ourselves. How do we know when our battery is turning red? How do we know what 12% left is going to give us and how much more we can say yes to? And where do we say, no, 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 I need to find a rapid charging outlet in the wall right now. Excuse me. The third thing you want to learn to be a confident introvert is to be social in ways that work for you. Accept invitations to things you think you can manage. Say no graciously to the things you can't. Be social in ways that work for you. You don't have to attend every party. You don't have to go to every big gig. You don't have to be networking every single day of the week. Now, another skill we want to learn is to not compare ourselves to extroverts and their ability to stay social perpetually. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people assume that I am a 100% extrovert every day of the week, every minute of the day. And whilst I can keep my extrovert energy levels high for quite a long, sustained period of time, I've got pretty incredible surge capacity for being an extrovert. You know, I can be at an event for four days straight and turn it on 20 out of 24 hours for those four days. My husband likes to joke around that. When I come back from those events, I then spend two days wrapped in a blanket in my bed in, ex- in absolute quiet and silence. And he often threatens to take a picture or a video of me going, if the world could see Miss Extroverted Sharon right now. The reality is we all need to recharge. Some of us have more capacity to be an extrovert than others. I have really good capacity to be an extrovert, for example. But the key is not to compare. We are who we are, and there's no point comparing ourselves to someone else. 
Another thing we want to learn is to know how to recharge your emotional tank. You know, for some people, a warm bath is a wonderful way to recharge. I see a bunch of coaches recommending this. Have a bath in the middle of the day to quell your anxiety or your social anxiety. For me, for example, that is my worst nightmare. I cannot imagine getting in a warm bath and feeling relaxed and recharged at the end of it. Figure out how you need to recharge your emotional tank, even if it's something unlikely or something not common. Know when to leave your comfort zone. This is another big one for introverts because a lot of the times we like to stay safe. And this doesn't just apply to people who identify as introverts, but it actually applies to all of us. Know when to leave your comfort zone because we do like to play safe as human beings and be aware of the skills you need to continually develop in order to harness our introversion for greater power. And the last thing I urge everyone who wants to be a confident introvert to learn is to lead with diversity being the strength of any group you're in. If you need to be a leader, then we need to learn to showcase the beauty in introversion and extroversion and everything in between. I hope this has been a helpful episode for you. It was a quick one, but one that I hope was filled with little nuggets and gems that you can take away and think and reflect about. I want everyone in the world to know that your introversion or your introverted traits is a gift and not something that needs to be cured or fixed, even if that is what our workplace culture, our community culture, or our life culture will have us believe. Introversion, just like any other human trait, is a gift, a strength to be nurtured, a force to be reckoned with, and something that makes you authentically and beautifully you. Thank you very much, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week with another cool little topic. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Invincible, the podcast. I'm Sharon Pakir, and I can't wait to see you next week. I love knowing where you're from and what you're loving on this podcast. So please tag me on Instagram on theinvincible.co or the empowerers and give us a shout out and say hi. Until next week, stay invincible. And remember, we grow together.